Hello listeners, you are listening to Kohopod. I am Yamini, host of this session and this is a continuation of a series on hospital infection control to talk about how to prevent, control and monitor surgical site infections in hospitals. We have Dr. Pari Valavan Rajavelu who is a consultant surgeon at Sundaram Medical Foundation Chennai and he is also a founder of Skills for Med Patient Care Skills Training Center. Over to you Dr. Pari Valavan. Today we are going to talk about prevention and monitoring surveillance of surgical site infections. Uh, let's look at first what is SSI. SSI is an infection that occurs in a surgical patient at the site of an operation. And why is SSI important? It's important because Almost one-third of hospital acquired infections occur in surgical patients and it forms about 15% of uh, healthcare-associated infections. And it increases the length of hospital stay by 4 to 10 days. And patients with SSI have an increased chance of getting admitted to ICU or getting readmitted or even dying due to infection and sepsis. So let's look at how do we first define surgical site infection? Any infection that occurs in the surgical site within 30 days of a procedure is called a surgical site infection. In case of an implant, it is within one year. And when do we say that the wound is infected? There should be either a purulent drainage from the wound or from the culture, organisms have been identified or a surgeon deliberately opens the wound suspecting wound infection even if culture is not sent. And finally, even if any of the above three are not there, a diagnosis by a surgeon that it is an infection is good enough for a surgical site infection. Now, surgical site infections are classified into superficial and deep. Superficial uh, infections and deep incisional uh, SSA as they are called happen in the skin, subcutaneous tissue, and soft tissue. Whereas, uh, organ space infection occurs in the peritoneal or thoracic cavities. Now, when you think of preventing surgical site infections, there are several risk factors. But what we need to focus are what are known as modifiable risk factors. For example, the age of the patient or the fact that the patient has got obesity, you know, you can't change anything about it. But you can change the glucose management, you can change the oxygenation or in the preparation for surgery like hair removal and things like that. So these are the modifiable risk factors which are used to prevent surgical site infections. So let's look at how we can use these uh, uh, principles to prevent surgical site infections. A surgical site infection can be prevented before surgery, during surgery and after surgery. And the tool we use to prevent this is known as the Surgical Site Infection Bundle or SSI Bundle. So an SSI care bundle is nothing but a set of guidelines that is used to prevent and uh, surgical site infections. And as I said, it should be used in all the three phases of infection, before, during and after surgical site infection. So let's look at what we can do in the pre-operative period. The first thing we have to do is reduce the preoperative hospitalization. Admit the patient just the evening or the day of the surgery, unless it's absolutely necessary. Evaluate for any coexisting infection. Provide 
bath with an antimicrobial soap and water on the morning of surgery. If the patient has got MRSA, then we need to follow decolonizing procedures. In case of colorectal surgery, we need to have mechanical and antibiotic bowel preparation. And the one important thing which I want to emphasize is hair removal should not be performed unless it is absolutely necessary. And even if it has to be performed, it has to be done on the morning of the surgery or on the table. So that is you know, because why the reason is small microabrasions which happen during shaving the skin can increase the SSI. Now let us see what we can do during intraoperative care. Here we need to maintain strict OT asepsis, provide timely anti and appropriate antimicrobial prophylaxis, maintain normothermia during surgery, uh, optimize the tissue oxygenation by monitoring the oxygen levels using a pulse oximeter and controlling the glucose level in case the patient is a diabetic. And in the post-operative period, we need to make sure that we remove the sterile dressing within 48 hours because excessive use of waterproof dressing and keeping the dressing in place will improve the dirt and sweat and increase SSI. Maintain the glycemic control and oxygenation and remove all tubes when, as the earliest possible time. Drains, nasogastric tube, urinary catheter, these all should be removed as soon as possible. Now, there are several uh, points I told before, during, and after. These are all what are known as components of surgical site infection. Very important point to remember is no single intervention will be sufficient to reduce surgical site infection. But if you do even three or four of them, you will definitely uh, reduce it. As is shown in a study by you know, a group of uh, doctors in Netherlands, they used only four points. One is antimicrobial prophylaxis no hair removal, maintaining normothermia during surgery, and reducing the number of times the doors were opened and closed during the operating theater. Using these four, they were able to reduce the surgical site infection by up to 37%. And the other important point to remember is, patients who received only one component of the bowel, suppose you have, they have done only hair removal, and no, no hair removal, as against you know, all the five, the SSA rate was 17.5, but if they did all four, the SSA rate fell to 2%. So there's an important lesson there. So you have to use at least four to six of these bundle items to reduce the surgical site infections. Now, this, what I spoke till now is all about preventing surgical site infections. Now, how do we make sure that we do the monitoring and surveillance of the surgical site infection? And that is the second part of my talk. Now, surveillance of SSI is an ongoing systematic collection, analysis, and evaluation, and dissemination of the data to the end users. And during the surveillance process, all the uh, surgical procedures, especially the high-risk ones, have to be monitored. Now, what are the steps involved in surgical uh, uh, site infection surveillance? There are three steps. One is monitoring and data collection. Two is data analysis and inference. And the third is infection prevention and control and actions to reduce the SSI. Now, let's look at you know, the data collection. The data collection involves collection of data not only by the infection control personnel, but also by the surgeons and other healthcare personnel. So the um, how do we monitor the uh, surgical site infection? We have to monitor the surgical site. It can be usually done by the surgeon, but it can be also be done by a trained nurse. And it 
sometimes can be done indirectly by an infection control personnel or by telephone interview so the collection takes place either in the inpatient or in the outpatient and the patient comes for follow up or looking at the microbiology culture and sensitivity reports or as i said by telephone um, interviews and this data is entered into a register known as the ssi surveillance register now what are we doing with the data collected we need to analyze it to find out the surgical site in you know infection rate what is known as the ssi rate now ssi rate is calculated by two uh, um, factors one is the total number of ssi which comes in the numerator and the number of surgeries which comes in the denominator if you are as me confused between numerator and denominator numerator is one of the top so the number of ssi will come on the top divided by the number of surgeries is in the bottom and multiplied by 100 will give you the surgical site infection rate in addition to the surgical site infection rate you need to have a benchmark either you can have your own benchmark or you can follow the what is you know the national healthcare safety network nhsn um, guidelines which publishes the benchmark for ssi from year to year and this varies according to the type of surgery whether it is clean clean contaminated contaminated or dirty for example for clean surgery it should be less than 2% whereas for a dirty surgery that is a road traffic accident which is contaminated with all the dirt it is about less than 20% now it, with the ssi data you need to have four inference sorry four inferences one is the prevalence so the prevalence means the total number of uh, cases at a point in time for example if i want to know what is ssi prevalence today that is known as prevalence the same uh, formula you apply to calculate the ssi rate the next is the incidence incidence is the number of cases over a period of time suppose i want to know what is the incidence of ssi in my hospital for this month then i use the same calculation but track the ssi rate over the last 30 days or the month from the first of the month to the 30th of the month and then i publish the incidence of ssi for the month which is in mean of the every day uh, um, total so the mean is calculated by the total number of ssi divided by the number of uh, days so that is the uh, um, incidence now the fourth one is known as the uh, standardized infection ratio which is very important it is nothing but the number of observed infections divided by the number of predictive infections so the predictive infections can be from the you know nhsn or you can set your own benchmark so if the sir is greater than 1 that means your ssi rate is high and you need to implement actions for that so finally once you, you know do the prevention to reduce the ssi as much as possible and then you are doing continuous monitoring and surveillance you have to have an ipc plan so once you know the incidence the prevalence and the sir then you are going to do a constant activity to prevent ssi by putting in ipc practices and interventions and an ipc action plan to prevent surgical site infection in place thus this inference is short about what is ssi and how to prevent ssi and how to monitor do surveillance and put in ipc actions to prevent ssi in your hospital thank you so much thank you doctor the session was very interesting and resourceful thank you